The following is a Kingfisher Media production. We believe that all of us have more in common than we have in conflict. Us versus them and me versus you won't take us as far as looking at each other and thinking, this is what I like about you. I'm your host, AC Fisher. And I'm Alexis Erlen. Today's guest is Pratik Mehra. Pratik is mostly known for his podcast called the Habitually Spiritual Podcast. Pratik, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, uh, Alexis and AC Fisher. Um, and uh, I would like to just uh, introduce myself as a programming head. I work in a radio station also in Radio City, Lucknow. And I work as programming head there. Apart from that, I have my podcast called Habitually Spiritual, where I have a habit of connecting everything with spirituality. And I'm over here with two wonderful people who already have podcasts in their name, by the name, <laughs> brother. And uh, uh, I'm sure this is going to be a good conversation. Yeah, we're excited. So you said that you're working as like, you're working in programming. Yeah. Okay, so that raises a question for me that I just want to immediately jump into some heavy-duty conversation with you. Definitely. Please, go ahead. That sounds like it can be a very frustrating profession. How do you deal with, with the frustration? Uh, I think this is the best question somebody has ever asked me, that uh, it is a frustrating one. Uh, because uh, more or less, you know, when you have to manage on-air talents, the people, the RJs, it, it becomes a little frustrating sometimes how to manage them, how to tell them that uh, um, this is how, this is what you have to do. And sometimes you have to ask them to work a little extra. Nobody wants to work extra in the mm -hmm. same package, in the same thing, in the same salary rather. But, uh, you know, I have been a jock myself. I was an RJ for almost 13 years or let's say some from 2007 to 2016. So for so many years, I always felt if somebody could just come up to me and speak to me politely, you know, yeah. and ask yeah. me to do it, I think that can be done. <laughs> it, it's that sad how, how, how rarely that happens, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. It is frustrating because uh, you know what happens is when you have when you lack time and you want others to perform, and then you ask them to do it, and the other person says, "No, not now. I already have some other engagements. How can you ask me to do it right now? It's not possible." And you know, sometimes you the biggest problem comes when you have a morning show lined up, and your morning jock is somehow is not well, and you have to do this in the entire night, and most of the people are not picking up your phone, but uh, you somehow try to convince them. See. You're the only last hope I have. So please yeah. do it. <laughs> it sounds a lot like parenting. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to use that word again. Uh, that it's it's more like a parenting thing. And it's more like, you know, uh, giving them some kind of, you know, uh, some kind of greed also that don't worry, I'll take care of you in the next appraisals. I'll take care of you, you know companies mm -hmm. and organizations give you some star of the month and, you know, some share of the month, you know, something of that side, sort. So uh, uh, you yeah. have to give them that kind of uh, dealing also, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But again, I would always, again, add on to this that I, 
always feel that if someone comes to you and quite politely that person just says uh, you know explaining the entire problem and then asking for help i'm sure most of the people will definitely do it yeah so so how do you personally deal with that frustration when it looks like all hope is gone <laughs> when you're trying to do this you know how do you cope when you realize that your control of the situation is limited i take time first i take time and i always put myself into the other person's shoes i feel that what if i was in that person's place and if i was supposed to be approached how would somebody how would i want to be convinced mhm mm yeah I you like know, that so, spin on it. How would how would I be convinced? How would you convince me to do something? Exactly. Yeah. So if I uh, I used to do the morning show, I remember, and suddenly, more you have to continue with the next show again. So I always wanted all my programming head should come up and say, "Ki you know, yeah, I'm stuck up, and I would always want ki I don't have any other choice, and can you just continue?" so probably i would have done it so i say the same i apply the same logic to my um, team members also it, it sounds a lot like you take the approach of treating others the way you would like to be treated you know that's what is commonly known as the golden rule now absolutely this is something that i i was actually hoping was going to come up because i hate <laughs> the golden rule i'm a i'm in a in a minority <laughs> position where i think that it is counterproductive and silly to approach people that way but but, but then you know uh, fisher i would like to uh, add on to that there's a thin line between this i have a mindset of my own okay. and when i you approach the other person with a different mindset you need to also think that probably i would have been convinced with these words but this person needs to be convinced in a little different way right Okay, I like that that you that you clarified that because my problem with the golden rule has always been that maybe somebody wants to be treated differently than what I would like. It's a, it sounds like you've taken the responsibility upon yourself as I try to do to learn enough about the other person to treat them in a way that works for them rather than projecting my values, my needs onto them. it's it's a mix and match for both see uh, one i told you i have been a jock myself so i know that that polite thing that convincing approach should be there which would mm -hmm. definitely convince any creative person any uh, artist but at the same time when i know that the other person will be convinced only when i tell him that okay don't worry i'll give you the star of the month i'll nominate you for that mm -hmm. so that is uh, that is something which will definitely which might work Okay. So I have a question for you like what motivates you? You know, we, you know, you like this job obviously to a degree. It can be frustrating. Mm -hmm. Um but what motivates you to keep going? What inspires you to keep pushing the limits uh in order to grow and expand in your work? Uh the first one is always the salary, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and the second one is uh, I think uh there comes the spiritual angle. You know when you manage people 
I always wanted to manage people because mm-hmm. I always felt that you know when you manage people you learn more mm-hmm. you grow more you evolve more as a human uh it's not easy to convince anyone for anything it's not easy to convince or let's say ask uh, you know get the best work out from any person and that too from a creative person who's already you know a creative person will always be more emotional right a creative mm-hmm. person uh, will always you know react quickly yes <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about the two of us here right now <laughs> uh, you got that that's a bullseye <laughs> yeah so uh, a creative person will always react to react in such a way so it's always uh, you will always evolve yourself as a human being you will always grow yourself and the other person will also understand it's not easy to manage creative people so uh, i feel that this is the most important thing uh, i have always uh, felt that this is motivating because the more i interact with people i find ki, okay this person this particular person or let's say there are people who get convinced or there are people who react in such a way also i mean that's mm-hmm. new for me yeah that's new for me most of the times so that definitely keeps me motivating okay so yeah at, at some point i'm sure like you 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 deal with these difficult creative people some of them must be just impossible to connect with how do you deal with the 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 resentment or the frustration or maybe the anger that comes out of that like if there's a situation where somebody maybe has reacted so harshly that they've just been abusive with you how do you how do you go about forgiving them and what does forgiveness look like to you okay uh fisher there are two things one i always feel that you were abused when you are not respectable and uh, you are not respectable because of two reasons there might be two reasons one i feel that you are not working yourself the other person feels ki he himself doesn't know how to work how can he teach me fine mm. and the other thing is ki you are not that supportive as a as a person as a senior as a leader so you need to focus on that thing that your team members should always feel that this person will always support me this person will always stand by my side as a leader first second he knows everything he knows in and out of the business and you can never fool him right so i have so, i have a kind of question i don't mean to interrupt but no, no, you said something that is so obvious mm-hmm. like when someone attacks you or says something mean it is actually possible that that we did something wrong i you know i feel like so many people forget the that into the equation that you know they forget that it's possible they are not pulling their weight that they're not being supportive and that is why this other person is so frustrated because they feel you're not doing your part is that what mm-hmm. you're you're trying to say Thank you for listening to what I like about you. Please remember to like, follow and share. They feel you're not doing your part. Is that what mm-hmm. you're you're trying to say? Yeah, I'm trying to say uh somewhere the same thing, but at the same time I would always uh, also add on to this that you cannot keep everyone happy. Mhm. 
So uh, once you know that probably this person is feeling bad right now, as a leader, which the world knows, you need to get give that person that amount of space, that amount of uh, support, or let's say that amount of um, mental, emotional um, support that I am there. Sometimes anybody can make mistakes, if at all you have committed a mistake. Mm-hmm. So I know one of the, the the challenges that can come up for many people is trying to balance either personal or spiritual philosophies against uh, real world concerns and challenges. Like I know that you're a deeply spiritual person and for lack of a better term, I think you, you pride yourself on observing the connectedness between people and respecting uh, karma and whatnot. But at the same time, when you're in a professional capacity you have people to answer to as well. You may not always have the luxury of being patient or understanding or even kind, maybe. Do you, do you find that the, the demands that are on you as a professional are at any time at odds with your spiritual outlook? Uh, I think it's, uh, it's a collective thing. You know, when you uh, look at someone... And uh, there, are, there are many things. One is when you look at someone, when you know that person, you work, you are working with somebody. So you obviously have a lot of, you know, already a lot of notions about that person, that this person is uh, of this kind and he is coming from this kind of a background, you know, and he or she will definitely respond or react to this. Then you also look at the needs of that person, that this person needs this kind of support, this kind of uh, mental, emotional support. So that's one part of the story. But at the same time, it's a collective thing because, you know, people evolve. Like uh, last time, Fisher, if you remember, we were talking. Yeah. Today we are talking and by tomorrow, I will. I might be evolved. I might have learned something mm. similarly. So this happens with everyone. This happens with uh, my colleagues also. They will definitely learn something. They will definitely, uh, you know, evolve in their way. You need to keep focusing on that also. And that is a collective thing. Mm -hmm. What I mean to say is that spirituality connect has to be there. And without that, you can never, you know, uh, convince anyone. So it sounds like the spirituality is actually uh, very compatible then with your professional demands. Definitely. It is compatible with everyone, I must say. Okay. I, I find that a little surprising. I, I love that answer. Thank you. Yeah. I, I personally feel so. If you can connect, I'm sure you guys are working together. There is definitely <laughs> a connect between Fisher and Alexis. And uh, there are many more things which today, I'm, I'm, I don't know how long you've been working together, but in the beginning, uh, there might have been some um, you know, problems in connecting or understanding what Fisher needs and similarly what Alexis needs. Mm-hmm. And then slowly and steadily, you might have connected with each other, you might have known each other. So uh, the style of you know, connecting, the style of working, and at the same time, that kind of connect, which is getting deeper between you guys uh, while working, that also helps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
No, you're talking about something that, I mean, that's very true. When you're in relationships with people, sometimes you go through periods of extreme connect and also Mm -hmm. periods of disconnect. And so, right. So I guess I have a question. What do you do when you, when you have times like that, where you feel like you are disconnected from uh, someone who is very close to you? I feel sad and disappointed. Yeah. And uh, it takes time. See, uh, again, I'm also working in the same uh, creative industry. So I'm equally emotional. I'm equally, uh, uh, I'm the same kind of person who can, you know, feel bad by very small things sometimes. But Mm -hmm. that is where the spirituality comes into the picture. I feel, I keep, you know, telling myself that this is more, I'm feeling bad because probably I'm not able to understand the other person and the other person is not trying to trying to understand me. Mm-hmm. That is where you grow up. That is where you evolve yourself. You have mm-hmm. to come out of your so-called uh, ego, what we say. Mm-hmm. You have to be a human. Because as a leader, I can any day say, okay, you have to do this. I'm not asking you. You have to do this. Yeah. At the same time, as a leader, I don't think that you should ever, ever get your ego in between. You can just say that politely also. You yeah. Can, it happens, however. Both the things keep on happening when you first tell them that it has to happen this way. And But then you realize that probably I was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. So you always have a chance to correct yourself. You can call that person again. I might have been a little rude to you, but uh, I want this to happen and I have no other options in doing this. So uh, if you have done something wrong, obviously I'll feel bad. I feel sad when people do not connect with me. And uh, Mm -hmm. this is how you learn. The other persons, the, uh, the other people also realize, you know, that, okay, what he meant was not this. What he meant was this, and it came out like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I've had lots of discussions like that where you're having to kind of explain what you said. <laughs> explain, you know, that there's a lot of that. I think misunderstanding can be, uh, can easily happen. I think it, it again goes to uh, the last episode which I had with Fisher, where he was saying that. Communication is very important mm-hmm. in relationships. We were talking on, on, in relation about relationships last time and Fisher said this. So I would like to quote the same thing that communication is very important. You need to mm-hmm. be clear in your speech, in your words that this is what is expected and this is what I wanted and this is what I said. And you learn, you learn, mm-hmm. you can change your vocabulary any day. Mm-hmm. Well, like the, the communication and more specifically what makes Um, effective communication is something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about, especially since our last conversation, Pratik. And I don't know if I've got things figured out correctly or not, but I'll, I'll tell you what I have come up with so far, and maybe both of you will have thoughts on it. I've come to the, the belief that healthy communication relies primarily on three factors. One is 
the substance of our words, like what we are saying. Mm-hmm. The second is how we are saying it. Like what what is the what type of delivery are we employing? But mm-hmm. the third factor, which I think is the most complicated one, is how are our words being received? You are listening to what I like about you. Please remember to like, follow, and share. The third factor, which I think is the most complicated one, is how are our words being received? Absolutely correct. Uh, But I would like to add on to this. You know, where I go for meditation, we also, uh, there's a kind of meditation where we begin with gibberish. I hope you understand what gibberish is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, my master says that no language is the real language. Mm -hmm. And actually, human beings do not need any language. Today, uh, while we are talking to each other, I don't know whether you're feeling this or not, but I definitely have this feeling that there is definitely a connect by now. We started, there was uh, some, you know, in the beginning, we tried to connect and now there's a good connection between all three of us and we all are into the conversation, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. At this point of time, even if I stop speaking, you switch on your uh, video for, uh, for for that matter, and we just sit quietly. There still will be many communications. You agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the real communication. Even forget about the video part. You switch off your video. We don't speak anything. Still, there will be lots and lots of communication which will happen. You agree? No, I do agree, and. I don't know I want to give Alexis a chance to to share her thoughts on this but you know from what you're telling me I'm realizing there's so much truth in this and I think maybe I've overcomplicated my understanding of effective communication. Uh no whatever you have said is something which is a tip of an iceberg but the deeper uh the the iceberg is far deeper behind uh, beneath the waters right mm-hmm. so i'm talking about which is beneath the waters i'm talking about the connect and whatever you said is absolutely correct now no iceberg is complete or, or let's say you cannot see an iceberg until unless you see the entire iceberg from top to bottom right mm-hmm. well Alexis, what, do you, what do you what do you think about this i don't know it's 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 one of those things that I feel has a lot of depth, but it's also very simple. Like um, I saw once they did this experiment where they sat down two people who didn't know each other, complete mm-hmm. strangers, sat them down in front of each other and just had them look at each other. No talking, no gestures, just looking. And it really surprised me with how much these people communicated without saying a single word to each other. And they still don't even exactly know what they communicated, but they left feeling like they had communicated something and they left feeling like they had a better understanding of, of other humans. 
even though not a single word was spoken. I found that very fascinating. And I don't know how it corresponds here, but communication is so strange because it's like, I feel like there's so many different elements to that. And there's so much room for misunderstanding. I think uh, Fisher can definitely understand he's hopelessly romantic, if I'm right, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I so think anybody that says who has, in his bio. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who has ever fallen in love can definitely understand this entire concept. What do you say, Fisher? I think that Alexis would be the perfect woman to ask about this. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Because yeah, for, for, for those people so. who don't know, I am very much in love with her. Awesome. <laughs> what what better than that? So you both can uh, easily understand what I mean to say? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We I'm can. the odd man out, that means. Well, I don't know. Maybe we should in, invite your wife next time and then we can all communicate in a more uh, balanced way. <laughs> oh, wow. That'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, that leads me to a, you know, kind of a fun question, like what is love to you? Like, what is it, what does that mean to you? Oh, that means everything to me. I must say <laughs> I recently had Mr. Fisher in my interview and from then, oh my God, I've learned lots. <laughs> so, uh, Okay. I think I've always, I've already said this in my entire podcast. I keep on talking about uh, uh, this thing. I feel love is everything. Everyone is connected with that one thread called love. Uh, anywhere or whosoever you get that connect with your concepts and the other person's concept, they match up. I think there you that's the point where you feel that this is love. But slowly and steadily, you might go together. You might feel that, okay, probably the concepts are changing or probably you if you uh, both of these people are evolving together, growing together and, you know, uh, learning together what love is. Because just like evolution, love also grows and it is dimensionless. It is directionless. Mm -hmm. It can grow any way. Hmm. I like right. that. So, I yeah. like that so, what you said about it being directionless and that it can grow anywhere. Yeah. So, uh, you know, relationships, uh, sometimes they do break. And I feel they break only because the directions are different. The directions become different. But that does mm. not mean that love thing has gone forever. That can never mm. happen. That connect will always be there. So once you grow, once you evolve, you keep on, you know, uh, different dimensions, different directions, and the uh, both the parties should understand. Ki, okay, this person is now going into the different direction. If the other party is ready to connect with that or just stay with that person in that direction as well, you go, you keep going together. Otherwise, mm -hmm. the connection might, you know, people call it that connection breaks, but I call it the direction has just changed. That's it. Right. So does one, should one have to feel like they have to hold on to all of this guilt because their love has changed direction or their relationship has changed? What would you say to someone who is experiencing a relationship that is changed so much where, where they, um, they lose much of their familiar connection? Okay. So uh, I think guilt is the wrong word over here. 
you feel mm-hmm. disappointed yeah fine uh, guilt comes only when you feel that you have been used guilt mm-hmm. comes uh, when you feel that i have used the other person mm-hmm. otherwise uh, there's only one thing that will come into your mind and that's disappointment that's sadness and uh, you know if you have actually loved someone uh, alexis i don't feel you will ever feel guilt you'll ever feel disappointed or sad even hmm. what happens is i personally feel that people do not actually love the other person they do not understand the entire concept of love mhm yeah Because like for example they, is love does love always feel good when someone uh, does is it supposed to feel good when someone loves you you know like that's a hard question i think and yeah, you know mm-hmm. sorry go ahead uh, ac do you have anything that you wanted did you want to jump in yeah i found it interesting what you were saying pratik about how guilt is the wrong word that it's more a case of disappointment mm-hmm. it it reminded me of something that somebody had told me many years ago which is that expectations lead to disappointments do you think exactly. when when we're experiencing a love connection with another person that it is fair to have expectations of them definitely i feel that if you are in love you definitely will have expectations you cannot super, you cannot subside that that will definitely be there that is a part of love expecting someone something in return from the person you love is very much there mm. uh but what i what disappointment i am talking about is uh fisher you know what when you love someone expectations are one part of the story but then the bigger thing is ki by the uh, during that time during uh, while the time we have spent together have you actually spent the entire time with that person that time which you wanted or the other person wanted expectations uh, let's put it into the frame of expectations have you filled up uh, fulfilled your expectations first mm. and the other person's expectations also if you have you will never feel disappointed or let's say guilt wow at this point in our conversation with pratik we had already covered so much territory and gained some valuable insights Next time we continue chatting with him about everyday topics from his unique perspective. Trust me, you do not want to miss any of it. <laughs>